Yo, yo, Alex and Cocoon, episode 15. It's your boy, young, young Alu, young orange sweater, young wine by the gallon. Tangerine. Yeah, it's your boy, Alex. Hey, yo, when I hear that name, I automatically get goosebumps, butterflies, and every other single thing a body could have. Come on. But what but you about to hear this name and hopefully you feel the same. Cause right. it's your boy, the one hand bandit, the 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 um blue shirt by you boy, Koku Asamoa. Sheesh. And I am gonna say that twice for you people who can't say my name. I'm talking to you, my third grade math teacher, who messed up every time saying my name. Wow, yeah. wow. I'm calling, I'm calling people out today. I'm here, I'm ready. Damn. I'm I didn't active. know it was like this. It was hard, man. Having the thing know. is, the thing is, having a name like Koku and having a last name like Asamoa, my name's always the first to be called like right, during its right. sentence. So you see the fear in the teacher's <laughs> eyes. Not to mess up this African name. And they're like, I'm just gonna skip this one because I can't even say uh, it. Can I All just call time. you K? Exactly. I'm like, uh, actually, um, it's Koku <laughs> every single time. Well, yo, we got a we got a special we got a special <laughs> guest in the building today. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, he's uh he's out here coming in from Raleigh, North Carolina. Ooh. You wanna go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um hi, my name is Joshua. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> so so proper. Yes. Uh, uh Joshua Scott to be exact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Jay Scotty, um, too hottie. Too hottie. Dreadhead. Body. In your lobby. Oh, hey. snap. Hey. Yo, is he out here? Is he one of the dreadhead niggas Chance was talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be. Exactly. Mm. That was one of those. Exactly. Things. Damn. Um, tall, lanky, clumsy boy. You know, I got to humble myself real quick. Yo, that's it. Well, you're you're joining you some. To, you didn't have to though. <laughs> I didn't have to do that. You didn't have to. Well, yo, you're joining some short corny kings. So, oh yeah, it's all love. We got we yes. we got love for the the tall clumsy boys, the short corny kings, mm-hmm. all the Man. you know all the Man. all the mommies out there. All well, the maybe maybe not the tall ones because <laughs> in a group chat you were slandering tall people earlier. Today. I was slan- I was slandering tall people earlier. Can we? Uh, uh, can't, can we run gotta, that one back? You got to understand, bro. So context. Let me give y'all a, a crumb of context real quick. A smidgen. <laughs> a little smidgen. A little, little, little half a teaspoon. But this uh, Pigeons and Planes uh, Instagram post came out where they were like, yo, you've got 15 bucks to like set up your festival lineup. And like for people who have listened to the podcast before, like we did a similar episode like this where we like went through and picked different people that we wanted on our festival lineup but in this one it was like a grid and as part of it they had like non-musical acts that were part of it too so it was like you could get free booze for four bucks you could get uh no lines at the bathroom uh michael sarah for five (laughs) dollars yeah yeah it was random but one of them was like an area specifically for tall people and I was like, yes, like I have to invest money in that. And Koku pushed back. 
Because Koku was like, yo, isn't that like segregation? And I was like, <laughs> like honestly, I didn't choose this life. Exactly. Like, honestly, bro, like you got to understand the concerts that I've been to where I've had to try and like look over somebody's back or head. And it's always like some dude that's like six, seven, six, eight. The tallest man on earth. I'm like, yo, what? It's, it's LeBron every time. Uh, yeah. How are you 7'12 right now? LeBron and concert? Anthony Davis. Just <laughs> Standing on top <laughs> on of his shoulders. <laughs> so that, was, up, that was my that was my tall boy slander. But uh That's understood uh, though. That's understood. That's why I try to I, I stand on the corners. I stand on the outside. So no. you know, like the people on the inside. I like the I like to say I'm a respectful boy, humble boy. Humble boy. Humble I boy. appreciate that. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Feel- from 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 a from a short corny king to a tall clumsy tall. boy. <laughs> Thank it's you. A, it's all love. It's all love, my brother. We're, we're bridging gaps. We're bridging gaps. This is beautiful. See what happens when you have conversation. Mm. Wow, that's crazy. Exactly. That's what I'm talking exactly. about man. Everybody out here hating, violating, but when you have conversating. Oh, good. it's good. I'm just saying, bro. We back. It's been we a back. minute. It's, it's been, been a minute. Koku, what happened to you during our time <laughs> off? Yo, so I fractured my wrist. Com- yes. Completely wrecked it skateboarding. You guys want to hear? I went down. Yeah, Please. I want to hear exactly how this happened. I got Please. I got the exact date because it was an eventful day. It was August fifth, two thousand and twenty. <laughs> I woke up. I was like, all right, I got a lot of stuff to do today. It was the final week of class because I was taking summer classes. I was like, all right, I'm going to at least start on this essay, start on this PowerPoint, start on this um, just model out the build for this one class. Then I'm going to take some of these paper bags I got from like Trader Joe's and recycle them, take some plastic bags from a Kroger, recycle okay. them. Okay. I was like, I was, I was planning it out. I was feeling good. Yeah. So I was getting through all this stuff, doing my homework, and I was eating breakfast, getting ready to recycle. And here's another added thing. This girl I was talking to at the time, some BS happened. And I was like, that, that uh, was like, that's like, I knew it was going to be a bad day. I should yeah, have you were, known. You were pressed immediately. So, something happened. So I was like, all right, forget that. I'm just going to do what I have to do and keep going. So I was going to skate with my friend Yuki around like three. So I was like, before I skate with, before I skate with her, I'm just going to, um, skate by myself, just relieve some tension, just have fun. So I'm skating around, taking pictures, skating around. Then I meet another homie, Kanal, who's actually been on the podcast. Yes, yes. Shout out Randomly. Shout out Kanal. Met him randomly. He was like, yo. He was like, yo, let's skate together. So we're skating. The homie Yuki comes. We're all skating. So we get to this point where you see this little divot. And it's a 45-degree angle that goes straight to a 180-degree angle. So just like a quick slant and quick straight. And Cardinal's like, yo, we shouldn't do that because you're gaining a lot of speed and going, stopping almost immediately. Right. So then he tries it out. He's like, yeah, see, this is kind of dangerous. Then Yuki does it. Then like, I can't be the only one that doesn't try it out. I got to test it out for myself. I'm grown. I can make my decisions. Let me do yes. this. Wrong, the worst decision of my life. <laughs> so I go down the slant, and I just like lose my footing. I fall off. I'm like, ah, damn, that hurt. And yeah. it felt, it felt like you know when you're playing basketball, someone throws a ball, 
and instead of catching it, it kind of hits your fingers. Yeah, so like yeah. it like stubs it. <laughs> so I felt like I stubbed my like my whole hand. I was like, ah, damn, that hurt, but at least it's not too bad. <laughs> I look over. I was like, damn, my hand feels heavy. <laughs> I look over, no. and my hand is crumpled up. <laughs> it is squished. You would thought, <laughs> oh, it, looked, no. it looked like the Hulk grabbed my hand and just crushed it with the full force <laughs> of every Avenger. So I look at it. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to fix it. So immediately, I try to set it back in place. I push my... I think it's, it didn't hurt. I think I was in shock. And I had yeah. so much adrenaline going. So I pushed it back in place. And the thing that sits with me is like, I heard like my bones move. Huh. And I, like, I felt it like adjust. So I thought it was good. I was like, whoo, all right, I'm set. The I Kanal's, got it. I it. Kanal's looking at me because he's at a different angle. He's like, you know, we got to go to the hospital. Bro. So I'm on the verge of passing out. He gets in my car. He like helps carry me to my car. And I'm telling him, like, it's going to be okay. I don't think it's too bad. And he's trying to be, like, the the calm friend. And he's like, yeah, it's going to be all right. But he knew it was bad. So he's driving me to the hospital. And apparently I start, like, <laughs> bumbling stuff. I don't remember because I was on the verge you're of just, life. You're gone. I was, I was yeah. gone. So then we get to the hospital. They put my bone back in place. I was in a cast for a couple weeks. But... My bone moved in the cast, so I had to have surgery this Friday. Damn. So that's tough. That Damn. was my that was my Dang, that happened August 5th. It is now September 2nd. <laughs> yeah, so. right. We're in a whole nother month. So it was a it was a wild, wild August for me. Oh man. Did, uh, were there any spectators? Oh yeah. There was like a couple of kids who were skateboarding on the other side of where we were. And I think <laughs> They they were <laughs> before I broke my body. <laughs> they're on the on their way to skate with us, but I was on the floor, and they were like, kind of like, "Hey guys, what's up?" Oh but, no, yeah, good. Th- Look, one thing is always skate with friends because if that yeah. if I was by myself, if that happened earlier, yeah. I would have been done for. <laughs> yeah, that would have been crazy. <laughs> the pigeons yeah. would have ate my body alive. Yeah, I got <laughs> a uh, I got a a penny board during mm. our our hiatus and i went out one morning by myself and i'm like dang you know listening to that maybe i shouldn't have maybe i should make sure i have a an accomplice a compadre Definitely. with me next time have an emergency contact at least i am not i am not a uh, solid footed on that thing yet <laughs> see you need to get on the bike game yeah I, I need that to is, it is the move man i just bought a uh <laughs> A Trek road bike for 240 from uh, this older lady in New Bern. God bless her. Ooh, she was so shout nice. Out, shout out. Shout out um, old ladies. Shout out old ladies. You know, they're Honestly, always so nice. they're having a moment right now. They are, man. Are they? <laughs> I just go with it. <laughs> Am I missing the old lady movement? <laughs> Yo, the old lady movement, man. I'm telling you, they're out here. They are out here. All like right. 70 is the new 20. Yeah, oh, honestly, that's something that's to look I forward to. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I feel like you you can do the same thing you were doing at twenty and seventy. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> at, at in your early twenties, you have little to no responsibilities. At your late seventy, at your early seventies, late seventies, you have little to no responsibilities. You can pretty much do what you want at that yeah point in life. I, I imagine you throw up a lot 
in 20. You drink a lot. You throw up a lot in 20s. Yeah. In 70s, you probably throw up a lot because you're about to die. I don't. I mean, yo, like, it's all, yo, time ain't linear. <laughs> Damn. We're all old at one time or another, even now. Open <laughs> your third eye. Damn. Yeah, I'm telling you, bro. Think you about spit, it. He's spitting that physics. I'm out here. <laughs> so this nigga, this nigga spitting. <laughs> yeah. He, he reads. Really, Neil deGrasse Tyson is hearing this. This nigga spitting. <laughs> yo. Well, yo, let me, uh, just, to, just to run it down real quick. So, Jay Scotty, fresh mm-hmm. on the pod today. <clears throat> first time, first time, long time. And uh, my, my guy, Jay Scotty. Do you remember the first time that we met? Yes. When what happened? When was it? Was it at the club on the roof? Yes. Rooftop? Yes. In Charlotte, North Carolina. It was. It was. Uh, yeah. Our uh, our boy, our mutual friend Cliff. Shout out. He was Cliff, like, right? "Yo, he's like, I got this boy, Cliff on the edge. Dave Scotty, who's uh, playing drums tonight. He's a cool dude. Want you to come meet him." So. Came and met Josh, and then I was working for working for Young Life at the time. And every summer, I would get a chance to hire an intern. And Cliff was like, "Yo, I got this dude, Josh, and uh, I think he'd be like he'd be a great fit for the position." I was like, "Cool." Um, and we did all our interviews and stuff. And afterward, I was like, "Yeah, I mean, like, hands down, this mm-hmm. is the guy." And so uh, this was like two, gosh, like two, three years back. And Jay Scotty came out for the summer to Colorado. Yeah. Uh, and I was actually like, I had just moved to Ohio. So I wasn't even out there yet. <laughs> and so Josh had like this whole summer in Colorado. Uh, but I would like, I went back a few times, hung out with him. And then near the end of the summer, we went to, this Young Life camp in New York for like a week to do this social media campaign. And when I tell you, like, it was as much as we laugh on this podcast, it was like Bro. that, just like every, every hour on the hour. <laughs> just like, it was amazing. <laughs> just so many, like, we were delirious. Yes. Exhausted. Just, it was amazing. You said you were, it was a camp, like a camp, camping house? Yeah. So it was like, a bunch of they had like a bunch of high school kids come through and then during the day we were it was josh myself and then two other guys who were doing like video work with us and uh so like during the day we would like go out and like record a bunch of video and we did some like just crazy stuff like we dressed up one time and like went and like interviewed campers uh i still have to dress from that yeah you know there was like (laughs) Uh, this team who does like skits and we like followed them around and had like Instagram followers, like choose what they were going to do next. Mm. Uh, but like, we would like record during the day and then pretty much like spend the rest of the day, like editing. And <laughs> we had this dude <laughs> Riley with us who like, he was the, the lone editor and oh. <laughs> my, we worked that man to the bone. Oh my God. To the, to the point this man was the running bone. around the cabin. Yeah. He was just trying to wake up, just sprinting. At like eleven o'clock at night, just to keep, just to keep up, just to keep awake. I was like, <laughs> "Yo, this can't be healthy." 
was coffee not invented then? I think I think it got to the point where coffee didn't affect us. Coffee, yeah, it was like it we is, were be, we were beyond coffee. We were at a yeah highly it was highly a toxic level a of exhaustion. <laughs> but Jeez. it was tight though. So yeah, that's how that's how Josh and I Bro, became homies. And oh, you know, happy to happy to have you on the pod today, bro. And I'm uh, I'm ecstatic. I'm yes, ecstatic. this has been a long time, long time in the making. But uh, you know, last episode, time I saw you, last yeah. time I saw you, you didn't have the fro. You know, I didn't have the fro. Hey. And uh, I think I like it. Dude, I, like it. I like it. <laughs> I yeah. like it. I like it. I think I like it. It's, it's here's a vibe. the thing about the fro. So a few years back, it's probably I don't know, like halfway through college. Uh, I was like <laughs> way beyond this point, like. I I didn't have like the huge like stretch NBA Street Volume Two Afro, but like I definitely had the like childish Gambino because the internet fro <laughs> going, and uh, it was it was cool. Like I mean, there's not really much to do with it other than just like throw some throw some juices and berries in, call it a day. But <laughs> Elizabeth was like not a fan. Really? And, yeah. And honestly, for me, I'm like. I, I prefer to have some like airflow <laughs> coming through <laughs> my headspace. Uh, but obviously being in quarantine right now and I'm like, I don't know, man. I feel like all barbers, like at some point, like <laughs> they're conspiracy theorists. And so I don't know how seriously they're taking coronavirus. They make you <laughs> so, feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to avoid avoid the barbershop right now until I'm like I feel I feel wholly confident. Speaking of that, situation. has anyone took the test for coronavirus? I want to. I need. No, I, you, I, you don't want to. Did you take it? I had to take it before um, my surgery, just like to make sure I'm good. Yeah. And which one did you do? The nose. The swap? nose. They know the nose, the brain poke. <laughs> what did it feel like? It felt, it was the most uncomfortable feeling I've ever had. Yeah. And I, I have a couple, I have nose piercings. I have a couple of tattoos. So like, and I, I, I broke my arm. So I'm used to pain, but that was probably so pain. It was just not good. It, it was, was pain, horrible. It, it felt painful. It, it felt painful. It felt like one more centimeter they'll be like poking the back of my throat like it was horrible that's wild and it's 10 seconds for each each nostril so so it's just up there it's just up there and she's like you're, you're gonna your eyes are gonna are gonna i'm gonna cry a little bit i'm like a little like bit weeping i'm weeping <laughs> floods of flood a flood of tears oh, twist. everything is the purpose of this was just to introduce experimental torture on Americans. Oh. <laughs> it's just, they're, they're bringing it back Guantanamo Bay. Just bringing it back. <laughs> oh my god, yo! I'm. We were just in uh We were just in New York last week because my uh, my family had all gotten this like big house that Ooh. we're gonna be in, and uh, my grandpa was like, "I'd love to get." all the family together, like her, him and my grandma are like up there in age and they're like, let's, you know, we'd love to find a way to get everyone together. And it's like right before the kids are about to go back to school. So they're like, all right, let's try and find a spot that could like hold like 20 of us hmm. and we'll, 
you know, we'll, we'll make it happen. And so Elizabeth and I went and it was tight. Like we had a good, good time together. We ended up getting a, uh, a little kitten during the, during our time off of the podcast. So we brought, uh, our little kitten Cheech with us. Um, he so he was in the car for like a total 16 hours, eight hours there, eight hours back. And he, he was, was chilling. He was, wild. he was chilling? He, he was chilling, yo. He was, wow. he slept for most of it. And then we like took him, we like stopped once each way and we uh, let him out, let him go into his little like litter box thing. He like went in there, peed, and then went back in his crate and like slept the rest of the way. Wow. Life. Yeah. He yeah, would like wake kid. up and meow a few times, but easy. Wow. wow. And on a car, I know I've, I've driven wow. with people before and he's never been that right. like, docile. Right. I was like, yo, Cheech. And he's only like two months. Did, so. did he, did he offer to drive too? Like he was like, he, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I'll do the gas. <laughs> oh my God. He pulled out his credit card. It's <laughs> like, no, no, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's a hospitable cat. I mean, he's he's very kind, very kind-hearted and tender. Um, but yeah, after we went, I was like, yo, I, I feel like we should, we were both saying, we were like, maybe we should go and get tested just, just to, just to yeah. make sure we're good. So we're still, we're going to, I think, probably try to make it happen sometime here within the next mm-hmm. week or so. Yeah. But I'll, yeah. I'll have to prepare for my brain getting tickled. Yeah. You're about to have a whole... I felt like they were probing me. <laughs> Yo, the aliens, man. They're out here. Yo, got. you know what I forgot to do? What we forgot to do? What? You know, at the start of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we're like, we're well into it now. <laughs> Two hours into the episode. We're just catching up. We're just catching up. We're catching up. At the start of every episode, we like to talk about what we've been listening to, listening to oh, for the past man. week. And we usually do this at the start, but you know, things things get shifted around. This is a things things get this, shifted. Exactly. These are this is it's a loose podcast. We we like to hang loose. Exactly. So, Mr. J. Scotty, what have you uh, been bumping man. through those headphones? Through those headphones, through my wired vintage headphones. Yes, these, um, these, these poverty pods. These poverty pods. Dude, honestly, it's, it's, it's been a variety of, of genres. Um, I think one thing I've really been on recently has been, you know, the reggae tone, the, the, the reggae. Oh, yes, wine, yes. Right? But, hey. um, dude, Skip Marley dropped that, uh, dropped a mix, dropped the EP that is, is really good. It's a really good mix of traditional reggae. Um, so that's not reggae tone, but this is reggae, a traditional reggae tone, but also with like a nice mix of, you know, new age hip hop, new age R and B, and notable futures had Rick Ross and Ari Lennox on one. Um, mm. You know, even had Bob Marley in the in the Whalers featured on one track, which was oh, really, oh, not Bob damn. Marley, but I was like, yeah, Bob Marley, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yo, what? <laughs> Wait, it yo. literally says Bob Marley and the Whalers future. So honestly, Bob Marley was on the track. <laughs> yo, <laughs> yo this a, man's he, still alive. He's he been a, hiding. He, that's he pulled a Drake crazy. whenever Drake dropped Don't Matter to Me. Just yeah, with the pulled, with the Michael Jackson. With the people. Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um That's and then honestly another one, dude. I don't know if y'all listen to Tom Mish at all. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um so Tom Mish um did a collab project with this guy named Yusuf Days recently. 
Um, he's based out of South London. Um, Yusuf Days, as a drummer, you know, I, I like to follow drummers uh, selectively. And favorite drummer right now, super experimental. Man, this guy's been a prodigy trained by some of the greats and linked up with Tom Mish and they possibly recorded one of my favorite albums of all time. Wow. Whoa. Speak so, on it. Sheesh. And so, I mean, honestly, between those two, um, I've really been meditating on those, man, just seeing how those speak to my soul. And then obviously, Frank Ocean, you know, you know, gotta throw, yes. throw some deadly Frank into the yes. mix. And we're gonna hey. we're gonna get into Frank. We gonna we gonna talk about that. We go hey, we gonna we talk gonna, about we gonna Frank. talk about that. <laughs> oh, oh, and then last thing, sorry, I had this. I was scrolling through my my recently liked song, the the most recent Peter Cottonso album. I know it's yo, yes, yes, it's found its way back into back into oh. my uh, my circulation of songs. And, Yo, I actually, I think it'd be good for my spirit to start bumping that album again. It's been, it's been a, it's been a minute. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Koku, what you been listening to? Um, I've been on my R and B lately. I've been hey taking taking it slow. Okay, some smooth. Um, I've been going back and listening to Sirs Chasing Summers album that came out last year. Yeah, beautiful project. Just been going through that. Um, Lucky Day, yes, dope, sir. dope, dope artist. Yeah, um, yeah. As I was like listening to a lot of NPRs, like Lucky Day's NPR, I came across this girl named Kirby, who is a, a writer for a lot of different artists. But she has a beautiful voice, R&B vibe. Definitely someone you should check out. Just like Kirby, K-I-R-B-Y. Um, then, of course, I, I'm going to throw Frank out there too, because... <laughs> Yes, you know mm-hmm. that boy always gets love. And um, uh, Lil Wayne dropped No Ceilings. Yes, on Spotify. Yes, <laughs> so I've been kind of skipping around No Ceilings because yes, that was the time to be alive. Oh well, yeah. Speaking of yes. that, somebody else dropped a song called No Ceilings this past Friday, and I was really, really confused at that. That's not fair. You can't do that. Yeah, I right, was really right. confused. Who was it? It was somebody wild. Hold on. Tiger. It was ASAP Berg. Little, little, little Wayne was on it, but it didn't sound anything like the original. No sense. It was ASAP Berg, Little Wayne, and uh, Axel, Axel, and Jay Guapo. Ooh. Jay, who? I don't know. Never heard. Of that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, speaking, speaking of Ferg, I heard he got kicked out of ASAP Mob. What? What? Yeah, or he's For like what? no longer a part. Well, I got. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up. Um, yeah, there was a, there was a, I saw it on Twitter yesterday. Uh, they were like, ASAP Bari confirms that ASAP Ferg is no longer part of ASAP Mob after ASAP Ills said he ain't ASAP no more because his burnt, because he's burnt and his songs are dumb trash. Oh my God. Okay. I got two things. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. First off, ASAP Mari is a scum, like a a scumbag. Like legitimate scum. Scumbag. And who the hell is ASAP Hills? Right. (laughs) Right. I'm like, yo, I've never heard of this man in my life. Yeah. I just like, why, why, why is his opinion like, Oh, his songs are trash. <laughs> like, what? Why are they in the forefront of the media? Well, it's, oh it's funny. I just looked up and it says ASAP Nast actually denied it as of seven hours ago. Yo. Oh, shout, out to, shout out to ASAP Nast. 
<laughs> who was who was another? So I always another Coco and I have this thing where we don't have this thing. I have this thing where <laughs> I tell Koku people that he looks like, and ASAP Nast is among one of the many the people. plethora of black men I look like. <laughs> it's depending on my haircut. I can, I can range from a it is about Good staples, push a T. Push it. No. ASAP Nast. Denzel Washington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Miguel. Miguel. <laughs> Beyonce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I look like but Sir. People were like, people were like, yo, what should ASAP Ferg be called now that he's not an ASAP mob? And someone said he's, his new name should be at your earliest convenience, Ferg. I was I was That's dying, your earliest <laughs> I was dying. I was dying. That's a good one. Oh my god. Leave Ferg alone. He didn't he doesn't deserve this. Ferg right. makes some bangers. This he, does. Out here. he does. He truly find does. Art, find art for his home and just yeah, exactly. He's, he he doesn't need to be bothered. No need. But um <laughs> I'm gonna give what, what spurred that from ASAP Eels. <laughs> like, why did he? Right, right. First off, we got to figure out who ASAP Eels. Who ASAP Eels is? What does he who do? Who is ASAP Eels? That's your is... next podcast. Just yeah, who... exactly. It's gonna be who an exploratory, <laughs> <laughs> an exploratory episode on the origin. He looks like Eric Andre. <laughs> Yo, he does. He looks like Eric Andre. <laughs> oh my god, he does. Yo, hold on. This is this is just one of Eric Andre's skits. It's not it's not a real man. Bro. This is not right, a real <laughs> right. They made this man up. This is... oh Eric Andre locks. <laughs> he does not look like who I thought he was. I feel like everybody in ASAP is dark skinned. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, he is he is he is far from it. I think Gams was the only exception. Yeah, right. Oh, right. Yeah. R.I.P. Yo, he looks like that one rapper, though. He also looks like Trippy Red. Rapper. Trippy Red. Yes, yes, he looks like Trippy. He looks like Trippy. <laughs> he looks like Trippy Red if he didn't make bad decisions. Oh my god! <laughs> is, is, does, does Trippy Red have hope to recover? That's the question. <laughs> or is he too far gone? I, I don't. Do you fun fact: Trippy Red went to my high school. <laughs> no way. Went to my high. School. It was after I graduated, but my friend's younger brother. He was like friends with him but he went to high school for like my high school for like two years until he got big that's crazy. strange strange enough shout out grow for it we out here yo shout out <laughs> shout out for real oh my god alex what have you been listening to <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna give uh i'm gonna give two two quick shout outs um first off uh, the homie Taylor the Block, who's been on the pod before, mm. yes. he dropped yes. the track Speak right way, it. which is a uh, fantastic, very good. Um, also, the homie Jade Universe, she dropped the track Trust Issues, mm. which is crazy as well. Um, so always, always fun to see friends dropping dropping good music, um, but. And this is actually going to spur us into, it'll probably spur us into something. But uh, I have been listening to, I've been coming back to Adele's 
2019 album. Mm. And uh, I mean, so mm. many, so many great, great songs. That was the, I had bought, uh, I bought this album. I had like the physical copy of it back when I was in like high school or whatever. Um, I don't even remember. Yeah, I guess I would have been high school. Um, but, you know, Daydreamer, Chasing Pavements, mm. Hometown Glory. It's a classic, you know, shout out to uh, the, the Big Sean version and then the, the Big Crit version of, uh, of Hometown Glory. But speaking of Adele, um, she was recently in the news uh, <laughs> because <laughs> she... My dancehall uh, queen! My Dio, honestly, Creed. as as a uh, as a black man of Jamaican descent, uh, was was very was uh, very surprised and uh, quite intrigued by Jamaican Adele in her uh, her Jamaican bathing suit top and Bantu knots, um, and she got a lot of she got a lot of heat. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of jokes were made. A lot of jokes. Hello, pond the other side uh, <laughs> came through, and yo, I was I was dying at a at Caribbean Adele, yo. <laughs> I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for Caribbean Adele. <laughs> Honestly, I enjoyed it. Like, <laughs> dude, her she's been she's been hanging out with Drake too much. Honestly, she been hanging out with Oh my god. Yo, they've been, they've been that, boy, that boy Skeptic got her out here. Yeah, <laughs> truly, her up. truly. He truly. was probably he, he probably the one that did her hair, honestly. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine that. Yo. Imagine that. My 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 boyfriend did this not. <laughs> my boyfriend. She ha- she has a slight twang to her voice. Now. Oh my god! Have y'all <laughs> seen that? Have y'all, have y'all seen that popcorn video where he's wearing the uh, he's like wearing a bonnet or something like that, and he's like, yo. <laughs> My 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 grandma my grandma made me this hat. My grand, it's on no. YouTube. I have to send it to you. You know my my favorite popcorn video when he's like, "Fuck with Khalifa," <laughs> he just starts dancing. What was the context? <laughs> it was it was a it was like a versus battle. It was Wiz Khalifa versus Popcorn, and I think um Pop Popcorn was just drunk, and he yells out, "Fuck with Khalifa." That um that Drake song plays um baby dun, dun, you like crystal hips on your waist what way back oh yeah 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 that yeah, starts yeah, playing yeah. then like Wiz Khalifa's like shocked he's like why did why fuck me what <laughs> what did I do but that's a hilarious video I'm gonna send you that because yeah, I wake up I wake up every morning just yelling fuck Wiz Khalifa. Well, yo, we uh, we have a topic at hand for today. A man that we all love, adore, appreciate, mm. and his name is Frank Ocean. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let me just let's just let's just set it off. What? was your for each of us what was your intro to frank wow i'm a i'm i'm gonna start it off because i i remember it pretty vividly wow 
So it's not even that serious. Um, I think it was 2012. Uh, Good Kid, Mad City just came out. I listened to that. I loved the project. And I was watching a bunch of Kendrick interviews. And they asked him, oh, what albums have you been listening to? It's like, oh, there's been two projects I've been really, that, that has been really sitting with me. And that's Nas, Life is Good, and Frank Ocean's Channel Orange. And I knew Frank Ocean a little bit because our future stuff tracks he had with Tyler, but I never really listened to him before then. So I was like, all right, let me, let me check this out while I do some homework. So I listened to Nas, Life is Good. I love that. Then I listened to Frank Ocean, Channel Orange, and I was like blown away. I was like, whoa. There's so many different sounds, so many different, so many different like concepts that I didn't even understand at that time. But like, I was like, okay, like I, I know there's something deeper, but yeah, that was my first introduction to Frank Franklin. Franklin. That's what's up. Man, I'll, uh, I'll follow up. For me, growing up as a musician, I, <clears throat> I feel like I got bored of music really easy growing up and still to this day I can't I have the tendency to get bored of music um, always searching for like that new sound and especially in high school you know I grew up <clears throat> in a pretty Christian family and so dude up until middle school I listened to gospel music like <laughs> mm-hmm. first artist I ever listened to was Drake and so I felt like I definitely going into high school was on like this high of just like finding new artists left and right and it just was exciting my little brain to the point where like I didn't know music could sound like this mm-hmm. um, then I came across Oh, so to preface that, also in high school, this is another humble boy moment. I was a lover boy in high school. Like, oh my god! Like, <laughs> hey, I can't I, of I just, that now because I feel like I've overcame that, overcome that. But I listened to Nova Kane after being yes. dummy hurt by this one girl. I'm pretty sure it was Bella, <sighs> Bella Latham. I just name dropped you. If you somehow listen to this, damn, you hurt, you hurt my feelings, girl. Damn. Bella, come on, Bella, crazy, damn, um, damn. But Nova Kane just really hit me in a different way, just like lyrically, like how he as an artist could directly and indirectly hit everything you were, you were feeling all in that moment. Mm. And like the sounds just that I was hearing mm. from that record at that point in time in my life was like, I had never heard anything so spacey, so emotional and, yeah. but so not together, but yet cohesive at the same time. And so mm. after that, I was a fan. Uh, nobody yeah. can hook me. Yeah. That's what's up. Novocaine's so good. That whole Nostalgia Ultra mixtape, album, mm-hmm, whatever yeah. you want to call it, fantastic. Um, for me, I had, uh, I'm trying to remember the order of things. I can't remember if I heard, uh, I was like a big, I was a big Odd Future fan. Mm-hmm. Um, and like going to, I think Koku, you and I have talked about this, like going to a Christian school at the time and being like heavy into that i was like you can't our future was like the uh it felt like rebellion just like listening to them was like it was so opposite of everything that i knew at the time and it felt like my like my little secret <laughs> that i had from everybody <laughs> else was like i listened to tyler the creator in earl sweatshirt and then haji, I, haji beats haji beats mellow, the whole mellow hype <laughs> duo and like i uh i learned that frank ocean was part of this group and um i think i had heard uh yeah i must have heard thinking about you first and was like yo this this song is 
song is saucy. Like, what else does Frank have? And then I went and found like Nostalgia Ultra. And I was so hype about it because like there were so many different moments on there that just felt like deeply personal in a way. Like the uh, he's got that There Will Be Tears song mm-hmm. on there that like, uh, which is, you know, pretty much like sh- straight play off of Mr. Hudson's There Will Be Tears, which like I used to listen to Mr. Hudson all the time. And so and he was also like not a whole lot of people that I knew at least were like listening to Mr. Hudson like that. So it felt like, oh shoot, like this like a connection. Yeah, like he's he's on the same wave that I am. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh and then he also has a American wedding with the uh, Eagles Hotel California mm-hmm. uh instrumental in the background. And like when I played uh Guitar Hero, like <laughs> that song was like my favorite to play like i memorized the whole like guitar solo in there uh just the melody of it so great so it was just like yeah there was that connection there of like oh this this man is like we have the same kind of reference points um and so yeah from there i mean like i once uh once channel orange came out in its entirety like i bumped that album nonstop Mm -hmm. like that was like my freshman year of college like go-to album like at all times like it was always spinning in my car and so like uh JT and Taylor who were on the pod like whenever we would uh ride around in my car like Channel Orange was like 95% of the time like Mm -hmm. always playing Mm -hmm. to this to this day to this day yeah, Dang, man. it's it's amazing how artists like Frank Ocean can like in, capture a whole generation because a lot of people around our age love them, and I, I I don't I I know why, but I just know I just it's just it's rare for like a, a big consensus of people to like like yo yeah this guy is it like because there's some people who be like oh I don't like him because he's mainstream or. Other people were like, "Oh, I don't like it because of this or that." But like, most people who hear who hear Frank Ocean, like, like, yeah, this guy, this guy is someone I can listen to constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and I, I would, I'd love to, you know, to talk about it. Like, what do y'all think? Or I, I mean, at least for you, like, what are the things about Frank's music that like stand out to you in terms of like why you have such a deep connection to him (laughs) stumped him okay i'm trying to think like because i want to i want i want to come forward with like like for me for example like i think before how i mentioned me having a musician background music the instrumentation of of a song of music is very important to me honestly it takes me a lot longer to memorize lyrics probably than most people because I memorize the beat first. I memorize the guitar melody. I memorize the keyboard melody. Mm-hmm. I don't, half the time when I listen to songs, I don't even listen to the actual lyrics, sadly. Um, and honestly, when I listen to the vocals, I listen to it more for the, for the melody than the actual lyrics themselves. Um, it's funny, quick plug. I thought it was really funny in that movie, Tenet, how all the reviews are like mad about how, like, how they can't hear what he's actually saying. 
And then the director comes in and is like, well, it doesn't matter what he's saying. Just feel the vibe. <laughs> but anyways, I feel like that's how like Frank Ocean is a lot too. And I, so it's funny that you said the same thing. You said the thing earlier, Alex, about how just late night rides in the car, 95% of your rides were mm-hmm. Frank Ocean. Um, and it was the same for me. And it, I felt like Channel Orange normally came on when I was on a 45 to an hour drive at night. And it seemed like every time I listened to it, I could listen to it back to back. I could listen to it three nights in a row, a week in a row. And I felt like I got something different out of it every single time. Um, mm. And never before have I listened to an artist where I could listen to a song, an album back to back um, and not get bored and always find something different, a different in- intricacy in the melody or in the beat pattern um, that I hadn't heard before. <clears throat> and so I think that's, that's for me what sets him apart from other artists. Um, Cause all of his stuff is just so different, but yet, so original yeah yeah that's real yeah i think for i mean and it's funny josh that i i always love hearing like how differently people like listen to music and consume it because for me like i very i tend to be kind of more so like somebody who focuses on lyrics and uh for me like what was interesting to me about Frank was I felt like, especially on Nostalgia Ultra and, you know, beyond, like I felt like he was sort of communicating these things that like people felt, but like didn't necessarily have the words to like put to it in a sense. Um, Like uh, we all try on Nostalgia Ultra, like his first verse on that joint, like I believe Jehovah Jireh, I believe there's a, I believe there's heaven. I believe in war. I believe a woman's temple gives her the right to choose, but baby don't abort. I believe that marriage isn't between a man and woman, but between love and love. And I believe you, when you say that you've lost all faith, but you must believe in something, you got to believe in something Mm -hmm. like, I remember listening to that for the first time and just being like, damn, like, yeah. Like I, I can't at the time I couldn't vocalize any of those things because they were so uh, opposite to the Christian school environment that I was in. But I was like, wait, nah, like I, I'll, I agree. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you're putting words to something that like I feel, but like one, I may have never even like sat down to actually like really think about it before or like just didn't have the words to put to it. And so like, I feel like, uh, at least in my mind, like for a lot of people who Frank tends to resonate with, it's like he's he has this way of like being specific about his like own personal story, but also like communicating it in such a way that you like mm-hmm. can kind of see yourself in it, you mm-hmm. know, primarily for mm-hmm. like our age group of like yeah i guess like millennials of just being like i'm going through these weird shifts in my life whether it be like high school college adulthood Mm -hmm. uh like i feel like there's always like a frank song that i can like come back to for those moments yeah for sure i definitely feel that because i think when i was getting into frank ocean i was like probably like 17 18 on my way to college and around that time is still a weird time. Like you don't know like who you are or like what you want to be and stuff. 
And a lot of concepts Frank was talking about, especially like stressing femininity and masculinity and like saying there could be both in one being. It doesn't have to be either or. It was kind of relieving to see because I'm not like a very masculine guy. I'm very docile and I guess like more feminine than masculine. So like having that, having an artist talk about that freely, it's kind of like comforting to me. Um, and like you were saying, he talks about a lot of specific but broad stroke concepts that anyone can relate to. So I know Blonde, he talks about summer a lot. And that's like a, a feeling most of us can relate to, like having a summer love or summer friends or just that one specific summer day that you can't forget. And when he switches from those summer days to like more of those bad days, we can understand that too, because we kind of have that one day where we forgot or stopped doing those summer activities and became adults, quote unquote. And I feel like that's grown with me because I was lucky enough to be around that age where I could relate to him. Like all of us can relate to him when that switch happens. So I think it's just seeing a little bit myself and Frank when he talks about certain things and just seeing those emotions play out through a song about having myself actually have those emotions all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, and he's not like, he's not far beyond us age wise too. I feel like yeah. he's like right outside of it to where he's like <laughs> close enough to it, where he can still speak about it. Like with kind of this, you know, this, uh, this clarity about mm-hmm. it but it's also just like you know he's he's kind of I feel like a little bit beyond to where he's you know also like kind of navigating these new aspects of his life so it's sort of like he kind of like <laughs> he's kind of the one in front of us he's like going to check it out and see mm-hmm. what it's like then reporting back and then mm-hmm. when we get there we're like oh shit like this is actually yeah, yeah. this is real <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. right for sure for sure <laughs> I mean, like the specifically, uh, you know, I, I I feel like we could probably spend time with both of, you know, Channel Orange and Blonde and get pretty, you know, get fairly deep into both of those. But like, uh, I mean, the Channel Orange release, like how that came to be was like super unique and kind of groundbreaking at the time where, you know, there wasn't a lot of like an outly queer people in hip hop or R&B at the time. And you had Frank Ocean who was like, yo, this is who I am. Like, this is what love looks like. And it's not this like kind of highly sexualized thing, but it's just like, no, these are like real human feelings that I had for another man. And like, Mm -hmm. this is the story that that album tells. And like, I'm speaking about it in a way to where like, regardless of whether you're queer or not, like you can see yourself in that. Uh, I thought that that was like really powerful and probably like enhanced my listening of channel orange Mm -hmm. in a way, but like for y'all, like what, what are kind of some of the, I don't know if y'all have like high points of that album or moments that you're just like, yo, this makes, this makes channel orange channel orange in a sense. Yeah. Just to like speak on that a little bit, I think like you were saying, like having that openly queer 
artists coming out and putting a statement out and putting this music out. And it's like, I, I liked it. I think that feeds to the essence of Sean Orange. Cause like, he was like confused too. Like he was like, just like saying, yo, these are my thoughts. And like, I'm not a hundred percent like know what I'm doing, but this is what I'm feeling. And like, I always thought that was a great, a great thing, like an amazing thing to have an artist where all of us aren't 100% sure sure what we're doing. We just go by the feeling of it. So that was very refreshing to hear. And honestly, to to go on top of what you just said, um, it's funny for me growing up in a Christian family, in a Christian community, um, to to fall in love with the music of someone before knowing who they are and then to figure out their sexuality and me in my mind Mm -hmm. as a Christian kid growing up, I'm like, wow, like, this is a guy who is very different from me in this regard, but yet the same in so many other regards. Mm-hmm. And I think that was groundbreaking for me um, in how I, I view my brothers and sisters in the LGBTQ community. Um, mm-hmm. and, it's, and it's helped me to the point where I am today. Yeah. I think I, I, think I was on, on the same wave as um, Josh because I didn't like see this. Like, I only went off, I only listened to it because rec- from the recommendation of Kendrick. So I wasn't, I didn't see any of the, things that came before it so just like hearing it just off the music and I think like I don't think I noticed until I got to Forrest Gump but like that he was like most of the songs were um mentioning another uh mentioning a man so I was like I was like oh this is this is good like like just good so like <laughs> Forrest Gump was like oh wow it's like homie's talking about another guy and I was like okay let me listen to the whole thing with that in mind I was like oh wow this is a lot more in depth than I thought and just like having those thoughts going to my head I was like whoa this is this is strange but I mean I'm still gravitating towards it and I'm still understanding it and I'm still like learning more and more each day about it so yeah honestly I mean honestly at the time like I didn't even oh I didn't put uh, it, I didn't put it to I didn't together. well I didn't recognize like <laughs> how much it was uh like it was kind of helping me unlearn a lot of stuff because mm. it was like even with that song like there was this like this part of me that was like nah yo I can't I can't sing it this way like I can't mm-hmm. sing yeah the, like the, mm-hmm. you know like the the gender part or whatever mm-hmm. and so like you know go like trying to like switch genders or whatever like switch the language and then eventually I was just like yo that's stupid yeah it's like regardless of like what you sing or what you say like it's not a uh you know it, it doesn't indicate like what your sexuality is or anything like that like it doesn't determine your worth or anything like that so it it kind of became like subtly in a way it was just like just learning to accept like oh yeah like there are other ways that people love one another and Mm -hmm. like it's okay for me to like ex you know to to face that to sit with it to you know even be able to sing pronouns that like may go against, you know, not even go against, mm-hmm. but like maybe different than my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, like that song in particular, like I remember like hearing it for the first time and just being like, oh shoot, like it was all, it was kind of like all like, uh, it was all pretty general mm-hmm. <laughs> up until that point, which I'm mm-hmm. sure was intentional. Mm-hmm. But it was like, once you got there, it was like, oh yeah, like this dude really gay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's funny. I can't imagine. You don't. You. I can't tell you the amount of times I've been in the car 
when I was younger, and I would sing. Boris got you on my mind, girl. Yes, <laughs> okay, yes. vocals. Okay, vocals. Just for the one time. Yes. I, I, I can't be humble all the time, Coach. Bro, I cannot be humble all the time. Yo, sometimes you, gotta, sometimes you get a flex on them. Protect the mental out here, you feel me? Um, you know, you know what actually kind of like helped me, like kind of switch that, like uh, like switching the pronouns and stuff. I used to go to this um church church group by like at my local. Um, pizza shop called Flyers Pizza. Shout out Flyers Pizza. Hey. And there's this eighth grade eighth grade kid who was in our church group who was just like singing like Forrest Gump freely. Like you're on my mind, boy. I was like, what? Was like he, he can say that? I was like, he can. <laughs> <laughs> just as, just to see him all open, like just say, I was like, wow. Like maybe I, I can't be more free than I thought. Maybe it's yeah. Like, right, yeah. Right, right. Yo, also that damn uh, Childish Gambino video where he's uh, covering To Me Is So Into You. Yeah. Yeah. Like that joint. That's another one of those moments where it's like, it's like you got this man like freely singing, mm-hmm. like uh, using kind of like, you know, speaking from To Me Is perspective or whatever. And like he didn't change up pronouns or anything like that. Like, At all. Which was which was tight. So um, He did that with another song. I think... Um... Less for Life. I forgot who was the original singer, but the like the the at the start of the song where he's saying, I wish I had a boyfriend. And yeah, he just says that freely. I was like, whoa. I was like, this guy. I was like, this guy can say anything. <laughs> and that this was like off of like cul-de-sac or like even before that, I think like his I am just a rapper days. That was like another one. I was like, whoa, this guy, you can say it freely. You can just say it. Yeah. 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 Channel Channel Orange was definitely a it was groundbreaking in a in a variety of ways for sure. It's funny. Um uh, I think I wanna touch on my song after this, but this comment, but one of the the most freeing moments in my life was when my band we had a show in Virginia and we covered Ooh. Forrest Gump. And Ooh. it was it was it was it was just a great experience. That's all I wanted to say. Just for yes. anybody listening who is in a band or is an artist, Forrest Gump is a phenomenal and really fun song to cover. It's so good. It's so good. There's also, like, the last thing I'll say about Channel Orange, there's just so many fun, like, John Mayer moments. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, the, uh, I forget which uh, late night show he did it on, but when he... Uh, I think it was SNL. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. SNL and he did pyramids and mm-hmm. had a uh, had John Mayer playing guitar on it, mm-hmm. just then, going uh, off. Yeah, and then White, uh, yeah. which is just mm-hmm. the on Channel Orange is just the John Mayer guitar solo, but mm-hmm. on the Odd Future like OF tapes volume two or whatever, like you actually have kind of like Frank's version of it, which is like probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite Frank songs ever, uh, and. You know, it was fun to see how he like brought that over on the album as well, and just like all the different skits and whatnot. Like it was just cool how he kind of created a whole world and experience around his songs on that yeah. project. And I, I would, oh, go ahead. I was gonna say I think Crack Rock for me was the track that really, yeah, resonated yeah. with me on a deeper level out of like all the songs. Like every time I listen to it. You know, I would like button my shirt up and say, "All right, let's listen to this like for real. Let's see how it's really good. How is it? How is it going to hit me today? How is it going to hit me today, Frank?" 
Um, yeah, and it's especially like with everything, a lot of the things we have going on in today's culture, today's time, um, just racially, he speaks on a lot of that anger in that mm-hmm. song. And um, it's funny, like, even at the end of the song where it says, cricket cop, dead cop, how much dope can you push to me? Cricket cop, dead cop, no good for the community. Fucking pig get shot, 300 men will search for me. My brother get popped and don't know when hear a sound. And um, as, 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 a young, as a young black male who grew up in the suburbs, who grew up in the, um, a privileged black home, um, I didn't have to experience that. And I think for me, hearing that from Frank Ocean, hearing that from someone who has maybe experienced that or has a close friend or a family member who heard a story, experienced that and wrote a song about it, um, that really resonated with me just because mm-hmm. just knowing that people go through that um, back then in my younger days. And I think that's helped me really develop my mind and is how I approach everything that's going on in today in today's society. And I think that's why, um, yeah, I mean, Crack Rock hit for me. Yeah, it's every yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, like, it's, it's uh, interesting with Frank because I feel like, you know, if you think about artists who, like, speak about quote-unquote politics or like the black experience or whatever like frank may not be the first artist that you think of but like mm-hmm. i think crack rock's a great example you know to kind of take it over to blonde on uh nikes when he's like mm-hmm. r.i.p yeah. trayvon that nigga looked just like me like yeah. yeah it's 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 uh you know i feel like you know and even if on uh frank's got his like blonded radio on Apple music. And I know he's done a few different episodes around like elections and whatnot, where he kind of talked a little bit more about like his, uh, his political opinions and beliefs and whatnot. And like, it's, I think it's easy to kind of overlook the fact that like, yo, this is a black man who has experienced is experiencing life in the way that so many other black men and women across America are. And like, these are the types of things that these are the types of conversations we have with ourselves that we have among one another that, you know, the things that are going through our heads, in addition to all the other life that is happening on the day to day, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, I got a song and a lyric that I always loved. Um, Bad Religion was probably a song that I really grew to love. Um, so good. Yeah. Super, super stripped down. Um, just a couple, like a short verses and a chorus, but it was such a, just a strong moment. And I really loved that a lot. Um, always been a song I, I go back to, I guess like if I'm feeling down for some reason, like I feel like that song's kind of a pick me up for me a little bit. Um, but lyric wise, I always loved the lyric in Sweet Life when he says the best song wasn't a single, but you weren't either. And like sometimes mm. I like, I, that didn't go through my head because like, I mean my feels. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hide Yo, it. Don't we all? You know, I, I I see a lady who has a man. I'm like, damn. Could be me. Could be should, me. Should be me. Should be should me. Be me. But on. I know sometimes the best the best ones aren't Yo. the single. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And like you that know. goes like like when you're saying like um, Frank's version of White on Our Future. Like you gotta yeah, you gotta yeah. go you gotta go deep in the B sides to find that song. Yeah, like, yeah, shit. yeah. Sometimes yeah. the best songs. Aren't the singles? Facts, facts. Oh my God. Well, yo, let's talk. Uh, as we wrap up, let's talk about Blonde real quick. Ooh. 
And we could probably, I mean, Blonde could get a whole episode. Blonde deserves, yeah. a, Blonde deserves a whole episode, but let's touch on it real quick. What, uh, what for y'all, like, what, what was your, what's your Blonde, what's your Blonde story? <laughs> like, how did you learn about it? Like, what, was there a specific experience you had with that album that really stands out to you? Um, I think pretty much like everyone, I was waiting for Blonde to drop. Yeah. Anxiously, just waiting for that day to come. Looking at the Tumblr um, post, seeing that library card with that fake date that was yes. not, <laughs> I don't know. I was still waiting. What was it, like June 23rd or something? Some, yeah. Um, then when Blonde finally dropped, I think a couple of days after Endless, streamed it immediately. Um, I was a little like uh, taken back because it was different than Mm-hmm. Channel Orange just like more industrial More like Just like yeah. a whole bunch Of different sounds going on So I kind of like Didn't like it at first But then when I Went back to it A couple more times Like I started like Picking out the parts And all different things About it And I grew to love The project One of my favorite Frank Ocean props it Comes back to that Femininity And masculinity thing That I love from Frank Ocean so much And yeah. John speaks on that Way more than Channel Orange And Yeah Um yeah. About you, Josh? And you go first, Alex. You go first. I'll go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, like, similar, similarly, uh, I was waiting for Frank to drop, you know, counting down the days, getting disappointed. Uh, but <laughs> when Blonde came out, like, Koku, like, I had a similar experience where I was like, huh, this is not what I expected. And I had like I had been watching the like endless video stream where he's like building the staircase, and mm-hmm. uh, when I heard endless, I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I had I mean, blonde was very far beyond what I expected. I remember when like the Nikes video dropped, and I was like, oh, this is okay, this is cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, for me, like blonde is one of those albums that like you got to sit with for mm-hmm. a little while. Um, because there are so many different just like hidden gems in there. And I feel like Blonde for me specifically is one of those albums that like lyrically, like there are so many different, like so many different like pairs of lines and things like that, where I'm just like, yeah, like I feel this and I, I, it, they kind of hit me at the times where I need them. Like the whole, like, uh, I think it's on, uh, I can't even remember, but it's like I'm not a, I'm not a god. I'm just a guy or whatever. Like that, that set of lines is incredible. Like mm-hmm. there's, I mean, self control is that's oh my god, mm-hmm. like a per, damn near perfect song, if not a perfect yeah. song. Like it's beautiful, but yeah, Blonde for me is one of those that like I think it's probably one of my favorite albums. Yeah. of all time uh just in terms of like how it seems to like not only did it meet me in that moment but i feel like i just grow up with it yeah like yeah. even beyond yeah. its release date for sure right um yeah and i think for me similar to what you guys said you know waited for the release counted down watched the endless video cast and you know when it dropped listened to it and was surprised was, was caught off guard um 
But I think as a Frank Ocean head, you know, I loved it regardless. And from a musician standpoint, well, obviously, like lyrically, you know, there's so many points, like Alex said before, like so many um, lyrics and 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 that hit on so much of what we're going on today and emotionally what we go on as millennials in this day and age. But from a musician standpoint, I mean, just the sounds and the instrumentation and even listening to some podcasts, listening to podcasts on, on, how, on how the record was, was created mm-hmm. um, and who was involved with the record musician-wise and um, what kind of, or the, the, the types of recording techniques that were involved in creating the record um, just blew me away. Um, just blew me away. And I think to know that someone put this much time and effort into a record um, to make sure that that it wasn't perfect for people, but that it was perfect for him. Mm-hmm. Hit me, hit me in a different way because I feel like I am protective over music. I'm protective over musicianship. I'm protective over instrumentation just because I feel like a lot of times it's very sexualized. It's very, um, it's used for the sake of just getting paper. And I think that a lot of people, a lot of times people forget the true purpose of music, which is the art, which is how does music make you feel? How does musicianship make you feel? And I think Frank Ocean displayed that beautifully in this record. It, in each of the songs, you feel something differently. You feel something differently. You feel something differently based off of how he's singing the lyric, the tone he's singing the, 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 the song, or how the instrument is being played or how the instrument is recorded. Um, and for me, that's why this album is definitely top three favorite albums of all time. And will forever, and it, it did, it did, and it, it still is changing the way I play my instruments, the way I record, um, the way I write, and the way I live life. Five. That's facts. That's facts. Well, yo, real, real quick, yeah, you guys yeah, have yeah. favorite songs? Favorite songs? Quick, favorite songs? Go to songs? I'm real mm. quick, uh, Futura Free. Mm-hmm. Um, I love love Siegfried. I mean, I mentioned Self Control. Skyline Two is great. Um, yeah, I mean, nights like yes, sir. yeah, yes, sir. crazy, crazy, sir. But you, Jay, nights, um, white Ferrari, um, Godspeed, you know, hits mm-hmm. hard in a couple of ways. And, um, honestly, it's not even like a lyrical song, but be yourself. I just, I love hearing mama talk. <laughs> yes, yes, gotta have, gotta have that. Yes. It humbles you, it humbles you, it humbles you, bro. Humbles yourself. You. Oh, and then also the second half of Future Free, mm, yes. or, the, or the or the back end of Future Free. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, close to you. It's probably one of my favorite songs of all time. Beautiful, mm. um, Nikes. I love um, self control. Beautiful when that when it starts swelling up and you can just you just screaming at the top of your lungs. I love yes. it. Yes, um, and nights, of course, can't go wrong with that. Um, yeah, I'm gonna throw Godspeed there too. Yes. Well, yo, this has been so much fun. So much that we could get into. Josh, we'll have to have to get you back on here. Yes, uh, yes. You know, potentially for a little a little a little blonde table talk. Go a little bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the album. Uh talk about our what songs we have entanglements with. Um but yo, as we uh as we wrap up. Jay Scotty, you got anything you want to plug? Anything you want to, anything, anyone you want to shout out? 
Shout it out. Honestly, um, so I'm in this band called Lefty. And for everyone who knows me and knows that I am yeah, Lefty <laughs> and, hey. and, and knows about the band, you know that I've been saying that we're going to release some songs for about two years now. But <laughs> um, I don't know, this, 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 this conversation tonight really inspired me to like really just get on my shit and just release my stuff. And so um, be looking out for some stuff. Uh, it's dropping tonight. It's dropping tonight. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Right, right now. Here, right now. <laughs> no, but honestly, so, yeah. <laughs> right back. Right back. Not, uh, but yeah, expect that to be uh, released in, in September. Um, this first the single is going to be called Hollywood. Um, hey. It's, it's a real dope song, and got some more stuff coming up soon. Uh, and shout yes. out to my mama and daddy for raising me. You feel me? Come on, come on! Shout out, shout out! Well, shout yo. out to the south for being lame. Yo, shout out to the <laughs> south, bro. Also, true, yo, the south is the south has been trash for a couple hundred years. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Like as Yo, a whole collective, but music oh, yeah. wise, music wise, South has been pushing it. South has been oh my god, South's been pushing it. We ain't gonna but, let America. <laughs> we ain't gonna let America get off the hook here because y'all been politically. Been, the South been has been on garbage. Oh my god. <laughs> well, yo, it's 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 your boy. Y'all know what it is. Tell Alex him. Lewis. <laughs> Alex Lewis. You know y'all can find me. At Lewis Alex Ten, uh, we be we be posting about the podcast and other stuff. Uh, so yeah, holla at me there. And it's your other boy, Coco <laughs> Other <Samoa>. boy. <laughs> you can find me at Kenny Samoa. That's K E N I and Samoa like the cookie. And I'll be posting about this podcast too. I really want to do like a. Kind of a advice episode. If people want advice from us, yes, <laughs> put a couple of questions and we just give our ask. Ask Alex and Koku. Ask Alex and Koku. So uh, hopefully that can we'll happen. Po- we'll post something on the on Instagram too. Get some, yes. get some questions there as well. Yes, I would love that. That'd but be yeah. awesome. Wait, wait. I didn't know we were signing off like that. I didn't do a sign, <laughs> sign off. I was all serious. Like, hey guys, I got. Uh, <laughs> Nah, go ahead, go ahead. You it's gotta your, play, it, talk that talk. It's 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 it's, it's your boy Jay Scotty, Jay Scotty with a body, yes. aka tallest skinny boy, but lanky boy. Hey, you feel me? Um, we're out here. Follow you me, said Jay. <laughs> you said Jay Scotty with the body. Jay are you, Scotty with a body. Whoa. Are you Yo, dummy, Jake? Jay Scotty, the oh, stallion. Hey, that bike life gets you right, bro. Yo, oh snap! Sheesh, boy. Cut the yeeks. <laughs> Hey, follow me at J Scotty Three Wise and unfollow Alex because <laughs> <laughs> he just disrespected me and I can't. Uh, I can't take that. Hey, hey. There's some hoes in it. There's some hoes in hey. it. Hey. Certified, hey. certified freak. Seven games a week, and I'll be out here balling. Um, well, yeah, this is uh, the Alex and Koku podcast, yes, episode sir. number fifteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see you when we see you. Yes, see you when we see you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, peace. Peace. Peace.